You never finished school? Well, it's <laughs> no, just messed up. It's funny to think that Yoda just like dropped out of school. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what kind of formal education. Mm, could not pass home economics. Right. <laughs> no, That's like, why the stew was terrible. <laughs> no, it's because. Um, and um, Luke had to pretend to like it. It was gross. <laughs> <laughs> he made it out of like. <laughs> He made it out of swamp and twigs. Like, <laughs> even if you became if you, like Gordon Ramsay, couldn't do anything but like swamp water and twigs. No, it's because like he's so old that like. <laughs> How gonna, old is he? How old so, is Yoda? Yoda's you could, so old. You could make this into a yo mama joke, but he's so old. That, like, uh, when he was young, that's how people talked. <laughs> and, like, the future generations, like, language developed. But he just kept doing what he was doing. Oh, my God. You know, my phone started picking up what everything Michael said. His <laughs> <laughs> generations that I see it on my phone is, like, coming up. And I was like, no, I don't want to see what comes up after that. But you <laughs> so I just turned off because I didn't want to see what my phone would come up with. After what he said. But you could say your mama's so old that she talks like Yoda, and that would, like, <laughs> technically work. Are we ready? Yes. Okay. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Sandwich Board where we ask the important questions in life, you know, um, most notably, what's that smell? Spoiler alert, it's Dookie. (laughs) (laughs) And just looking at our calendars like, do or do not, there is no try. (laughs) It was like... Home economics. Pass or do not. <laughs> I had to make a lasagna in home economics. It was good. <laughs> okay, everybody. Oh, gosh. Um, welcome back to the sandwich board. I'm the pickle bandit. And I'm the bandita. And uh, we're also here with intern Mike. Hello. And, um, you know, so we're here to talk about uh, a couple things. Uh, Uh, First of all, Beastars. No. (laughs) Yeah, so let's get started with our sandwich board sides. And uh, I would like uh, to talk about Beastars. I wasn't in the room for it, but you guys were. It's not Zootopia. It's not Zootopia. It's not Zootopia. It's not. Dude, okay, so, wait, hold on. I'm okay, watching okay. B Stars with him, and and mind you, this dude wanted to watch. No, Beastars. I didn't want to watch. He's it. He's like, I don't want to see it, but I kind of feel like we got to see it. So I don't know. And we always had it on the background. Is it time? Is it time? And then finally, I just like f it, put it on, and we start seeing like it's like a social dynamic, but instead it's like they're animals, but they're like people. Right, anthropomorphic. Yeah. Yes. Like Zootopia. <laughs> right. And they're in high school. 
And they're having emo things happen to them. And I was like, okay, well, I get where this is going. I've seen a few anime myself. Mm -hmm. I get it. But then it just took kind of a turn. It was not for high school. No. (laughs) No. Well, I mean, like, it started out with, like, a murder. So I'm thinking, like, oh, this is going to be, like, a murder mystery. We're going to figure out, like, how this person died. What's the backstory? And, like, it just... uh... I don't... It swerved, and then it got into, like, um, adult-like relationships. Yeah. And I was like, what happened? Because I kind of left. It was at the end of this. Was it the second episode? Uh, I think it was the end of the third episode. Third episode. So it was the end of the third episode. I go to use the restroom. Okay. Okay. I come back... This dude is, like, rocking himself in the fetal position. <laughs> it was not Zootopia. It's not Zootopia. It's not Zootopia. That's what this dude is doing. Like, I don't even know exactly if I can... He's like, I can't. I'm like, you either tell me what happens, or I'm going to rewind it right now. And he goes, no, don't rewind it. Don't rewind it. Don't rewind it. So I think, you better tell me what happens. Lucky for him, somebody had a flashback of what happened. And I went it. Uh, mouth drops open because it was like, oh my god, I can't believe that just happened. Okay, so uh, well, it centers around the romance between like an anthropomorphic bunny girl and an anthropomorphic uh, wolf guy, right? Uh, you would think that, but no. Okay, so it doesn't. But the, the scene involves those two. Uh, yeah. Okay, uh, so what happens in the scene then? You don't have to tell us the plot, just tell us what happens in the scene. Okay, so, uh, the rabbit is, uh, known in the school for being a bit, uh, promiscuous. Okay. Um, dating lots of boys, if you will. Well, that's rabbits, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, but for, even for a rabbit, though. I feel like that's a stereotype. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I didn't even realize that until now, but yeah. Um, Why is this the first thought that came to mind, like his mind? Like, well, rabbits. But you know what? That's a stereotype. And we're prejudging that rabbit. Yeah. But she is like that. Oh, yeah. No, she <laughs> is. Having said that, she's like that. But having watched more of the show, she comes at it with um, a feeling that that's what gives her freedom and that's what gives her power. Oh, okay. Okay, so you have the, 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 the rabbit. Promiscuous rabbit, yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then... Uh, the wolf... He's part of the theater club, and he's... Uh, of course he is. Yeah. Uh-huh. And he's asked to go get roses from the flower club, the gardening club. Uh, the only one that's there is the rabbit, so uh, in order to exchange uh, the flowers, she wants some help moving some flower stuff around, you know? Uh, they then go into a, a shed. Uh, she asks him if he wants dinner. He's trying to think of a polite way to say no, that he just wants to, like, get out of there. And uh, she interprets his more stoic, quiet thinking face as wanting to get it on. So, uh, yeah, she unrobes, he freaks out, he puts, like, a sheet on her, runs out. But there's, like, it's not Zootopia. Okay, so this was the part... That was the traumatizing part. Oh, yeah. Yeah, traumatized him. Oh, okay. He was not ready for it. He didn't expect it at all. Um, honestly, I didn't know what it was either. It's not something you should watch with your kids. Uh, I guess not. So, But it's it's called Beastars. And it's on Netflix. It's on Netflix. Streaming now. Just look for it in the anime section. Wait, only if animation. you're into that stuff. Only I would not recommend it for anybody that... 
But now we're sort of drawn in because it's a murder mystery as well. Oh, okay. So we kind of need to know who did it. It's just like every time oh, okay. it, it pushes me away with the weird things like this, it brings back the side plot of, like, there's a lot of murders going around town, and we need to figure out who's doing it, who's behind it. Uh, it's it's. But horrible. it's not Zootopia. No, it's not Zootopia. Okay, so don't watch it with the kids, folks. No. Mm-mm. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay, so with that said, with that sandwich board uh, uh, side out of the way, uh, let's visit uh, the segment that we like to call This Week in Pokemon Go. I play Pokemon Go every day. I play Pokemon Go. I play Pokemon Go every day. I play Pokemon Go. This month in Pokemon Go? This month in Pokemon Go. It's Uh, been a couple weeks. Things have been kind of, you know, uh, busy the last couple weeks. So it's been a few weeks since we last did our show, but, you know, we're doing our show. We just needed to find a new recording day, so we're here. But there was a lot of things that happened. There was GoFest. Yeah, yep. Anything anything about GoFest other than... We got some stuff out of it. Uh, well, GoFest in itself has been this kind of event that people go to physically. Um, so I believe, like, was it last year? Was it was in Chicago? And yeah, there are people from all over the world just fly to this one place. They get exclusive Pokemon because uh, a lot of them are region locked. So we only get some in the U.S. Some people only get some in Asia, Australia, Europe, Africa. And they get a um, chance at shinies that we we just don't get a chance at. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but since, you know, uh, everything going on right now, it's been switched to a virtual GoFest. So all we had to do was just buy an entry ticket and we could have GoFest in our home. Okay, yeah. So you get all the benefits. The only thing that's missing is, I guess, you know, the socialization, you know, aspect of it. Yeah, yeah. the part that I don't like. Yeah. <laughs> so it's cool. I mean, actually, I did like it before when you can give out cookies or, you know, stuff. But now you can't even do that. So I'm not shit in any of that. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, um, so you got some stickers, you got some, you know, clothes for your avatar, mm-hmm. you have the opportunity to get uh, lots of candies, and then, you know, kind of, uh, the, what was the special, I forgot, there was one particular Pokemon that was, it was, um, not Celebi, but the, at the end of the, the week, it was to get, uh... He knows what it is. Oh, it was, uh, Victini. Okay, Victini, the victory Pokemon, right? Uh, yeah, pretty much it's a Pokemon that, like, if you have it, you always win. But that's, like, a lie. What? Yeah. That's false advertising. Like, the cake <laughs> is a lie. You could, like, totally beat up a Victini, like, no problem. It looks like a little uh, fire cat thing. So it's like a bluff? Yeah, I guess. Mm. Yeah, I mean, for th- I mean, if you don't know what we're talking about, think of like Pikachu with pointy ears. Okay, there you go. Yeah, and it's holding up a little peace sign. And a peace sign, victory! If yeah. you live in other places of the world, and its its ears are like pointed, so it looks like a big V. Right. Um, and then the week after that, there was Dragon Week. Oh, I loved Dragon Week. That was wonderful. 
um, which was cool. Cause well, this guy got an amazing thing, something he's always wanted for, like, forever. Oh, that's because they had the Rayquaza. Yeah, the Rayquaza raids came back, and I've always wanted one. It's basically an amalgamation between a Chinese dragon and, like, an Aztec dragon. So it's, like, massive, and normally it's green with these, like, intricate designs, and it looks super cool. It's one of my favorite-looking Pokemon. Yeah, it reminds me of the Dragon Ball Z dragon, too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's that's a good way to put it. You described it really, really well. Yeah. But it's usually green, but... The shiny version is black, like, jet black with yellow accents, and it is, like, the most beautiful thing in the world, and I did... My first ever Rayquaza raid, uh, and the first one I ever encountered was a shiny, which is, like, incredibly low odds that the first one you get is a shiny, but mine was, and I loved it. I squealed like like a baby. You cried tears of joy. I did. At, at this point, I thought, I thought Intern Mike was going to quit playing the game, because I figured he won. Like, okay, that's it. You won Pokemon Go. No. That's it, you can retire. But then, but they raised the cap. They also raised the level cap in the last three weeks. So they yeah. announced that they're going to... Because right now the level cap max is 40, but now they're extending it to 50, which gives like uh, those really, those ultra, you know, experienced players something to do now with their old accounts. Right? Um, so as you approach level 40, are you excited about not having to stop? Uh, yeah, I mean, personally, at this point in my Pokemon Go, I guess, life, career, uh, it's become... <laughs> I, I'm more interested in just so you getting... you went to college and you studied it. <laughs> yeah. If there's, like, a career out there for Pokemon <laughs> Masters, uh, hit me up. Now, um, I really like getting shiny Pokemon. I, uh, enjoy being able to transfer them around. There are certain ones that I can bring from my phone to my actual console, um, so trying to get those has been, like, my main Oh, my God, angle. you guys. Every time I go on a walk with this dude, like, almost all the time is talking about Pokemon. Gotta strategize. <laughs> no, I'm serious. I'm serious. He literally just wants to talk about Pokemon. Oh, okay. And so then, you know what I do in, in my defense? What do you do? I talk about things I know he doesn't want to talk about. <laughs> like uh, his little sister growing up. Or his cousins growing up. Or, Who's going to get married next? Lifestyle. Oh, oh, how's things going with school? You know, like, <laughs> you got all your ducks in a row for school? Thinking about getting a job again? You know, all that stuff that I know he doesn't want to... Because all he does is talk about Pokemon. Oh, okay. And you talk about adulting. Just whatever I know he doesn't want to talk oh, about. Oh, okay. Because it's just, okay. it's just, I mean, we're just getting at each other. Oh, okay. That's the whole, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And and so, um, on an unrelated note, there were talk about uh, Community Day, which we had to buy in this time. It was Magikarp Community Day. What? Okay. So, I guess, you know, the, t to our listeners, so, um, Zagnet... Um, okay, so I guess in a way, playing Pokemon, it's sort of like every time you click or you touch on a Pokemon, it's almost like you're gambling. It's like a slot machine. Yeah. And your odds are that you're going to get a normal one, but 
there is a chance you could get a really good one or you could get a shiny one. Like intern Mike was talking about, the shiny requests are very rare. So, I mean, there's some excitement to that. Well, this community day, I mean, I normally, like back in the past, I would get maybe three, three shinies out of the, what was it, like three hours that they would give you community day where they would show the same Pokemon over and over were out in whole bunches. So you had lots of chances. Right. So your odds are uh, a bit more stacked in your favor to uh, get either powerful versions of that Pokemon or the rarer, shiny ones. Exactly. So, I mean, there's all the same Pokemon out there. I ended up getting... 26 shiny Magikarps. <laughs> 26. Mind you, I'm used to getting maybe three at the end of a community day, but 26. And to me, it felt like it felt like the system was broken. Like something was <laughs> wrong for this to happen to me. It also made me feel really bad and maybe not really care about the three Magikarps that I caught just out in the wild that were very special because now my odds were so high. That's intern star. We're going to take an intern star break just for a second. We'll be right back. And we're back. <laughs> that was our intern. I should just put some music like in between there. Just like the intern star break music. I don't know what I'm going to put in there, but I should I should put something in there. Okay, so you caught 26 Magikarps, but it kind of negates all the hard work that you did to get the three shiny Magikarps, right? Yeah, that, bottom line, I have 29 shiny Magikarps. Now, here's the thing. For non-Pokemon people, basically Magikarps the most useless Pokemon ever. It does nothing. It splashes. But... If you, in the regular game, if you work it out enough, if you level it up enough, and it takes a long time to do it, it, it transforms into this terrifying sea, sea creature called Gyarados, which is pretty powerful. Um, in that game. And even in Pokemon Go, it's the same thing. You have to collect a lot yeah, of... It's not as useful in Pokemon Go. Not as useful. No, it's not. But it's still pretty cool. Um... Anyway, so that's what Community Day was all about. So, so in order for me to catch those three shinies that weren't on Community Day, I had to catch hundreds and hundreds of Magikarps to have the chance to catch those. So we're talking about about 1,200, you know, um, candies, right? Uh, candies, that's what you use to level up or to power your Pokemon. And so that's 1,200 candies right there. So imagine that's a lot of work. And a lot of walking. <laughs> All right. So, um, so you caught 26 that day. I caught, I think I caught eight or nine uh, that day. And how many did you catch? Uh, About 23. 23? Okay. Yeah. Well, that's good. See, you, you did well. You were worried at first. Oh, yeah. At first, I was getting, like, no shinies at all. Uh, but, you know, my luck turned around. Okay, that's great. All right, so anything else? Uh, I, I think we're good. I think we're caught up. So that's this week and uh, by extension this month in Pokemon Go. I play Pokemon Go every day. 
right, so we're going to talk about our, our main course here. And, uh, you know, I'm, I, I'm, I, I took notes on this. We watched it. Uh, so this is our Better Late Than Never review of the 1989 film No Holds Barred, starring Terry Bollea, also known as Hulk Hogan, and uh, also uh, Tommy Tiny Lister as Zeus. And a bunch of other people. So we'll get to it. He was uh, in Friday. He was in Friday. So, I mean, if you don't know who he is, he's been, like, the, the, the big prisoner in, like, every other, like, prison movie. If it's a comedy. Um, what else was he in? He was in a lot of things. He was in The Fifth Element. He played the president of the Earth. Um, he was in a, he's been in a lot of things. So, okay. Um, so we have No Holds Barred came out in 89. I saw it in the theater. I'm going to really quick I'm going to preface this. Okay. This is not a good movie. Okay? <laughs> this is not a good movie. Uh It's a great movie. Oh, it's either okay, not a good movie or it's the greatest movie ever depending on who you are. Um I was in junior high and I was actually watching a, a fair amount of uh pro wrestling at this time i was definitely watching all the superstar stuff um i was supposed to go see the movie with my friend uh there were some misconnections and i ended up going into the movie to see it by myself and i saw it or some of it because i was late and um that's probably why i missed my friend and uh I was totally disappointed with it, and so I did some theater hopping, and I went to see what I thought would have been a better movie, which is Star Trek V, which it was not. <laughs> so are you saying that you went from one bad movie to another bad movie? Yes. Wow, what are the odds? I don't know, but the, law, the Star Trek law of odds wasn't quite in force yet so uh, i knew nothing about it but that was my exposure uh, to the to the film and, and to explain that all the even numbered star trek movies are good right and yes. all the odd numbered star trek movies are bad supposedly but what about star trek 3 what about star trek 3 yeah what about star trek 3? oh wow are we gonna make star trek three like you know sit at the table other table by by itself is that what we're doing here i propose that we start a new segment on our show um perhaps it would be a theater and i would like to do a scene from no holds barred <laughs> now you can set this up i will be the limo driver and Michael will be the thespian. Okay, well, Hulk Hogan. when we get to it. Okay, so okay, okay, when we get to it, I I I'm totally there with you. But let's set the scene. Okay, let's set the scene. Our audience knows the scene. But go ahead. 1989. Okay, 1989. Right. Hulkamania is in full effect. Right. We have, but he's not Hulk Hogan in the film. But he is. His name is Rip. Yeah, that's it. Rip. Okay? And so he is a wrestler for his network, which he is totally loyal to, right? But 
he is totally getting uh, grinding the gears of a competitor who is a World Television Network executive, and his name is, I believe it's Brell, played by Kurt Fuller, which you may know him as, you know, the a-hole from Ghostbusters 2, the a-hole from Wayne's World, or the really funny coroner guy from Psych. I like to think of him as the funny coroner guy from Psych. Um, he, he turned a... You know, in Wade's world, he turned good, though. Yeah, that's right. That's true. Yeah. He learned a valuable lesson mm-hmm. but about platonic love. Yeah. Uh, right. Yeah. But, but yeah, the film. Okay. So um, so you have, uh, you know, angry, uh, you know, WTN executive Brell uh, and his, one of his underlings, uh, Samantha, I believe is Samantha, played by Joan Severance. She's been in... A lot of stuff that involves like steam and hot and red and chew and diaries and you know anything like that. That's just like I I have to IMDb this person. So I don't know, but that's what it looked like. Um, Brell invites Rip to. She had really huge hair. That's what I remember. She about. did have. Well, everybody had huge hair. Hulk Hogan had huge hair. I have huge hair. He invites Rip to his office to cut him a deal. He sends, gives him a blank check. He's like, okay, I'm going to offer you anything you want. Just come over to my network. Be my star. Rip being, you know, you know, take, yeah, taking his vitamins and, you know, saying his prayers uh, and, you know, has hustle, loyalty and respect. And uh, he would uh, not give in. Right. Yeah, he smells what the rock is cooking. Right. Exactly. Um, can you dig that, sucker? Um, <laughs> I couldn't say it with a straight face. Uh, so, Brell is forced to use, uh, you know, harder tactics. So he starts sending, um, you know, tough guys after him. And there's one scene where he is actually kidnapped by a limo driver. He is driven to some, uh, you know, just shady, I don't know, warehousey underground place, right? Garage, it looked like. It looked like a garage. garage. It was some, yeah, maybe it was a garage. And Rip, uh, you know, gets his way, uh, gets his way out through the roof. Like, just bionic man just tears through the roof. And then rips the door off of the uh, of the limo, grabs the sniveling limousine driver, picks him up. There's a shot of his wet butt, the, not Hulk Hogan, the, the limo driver. And... Now scene. Scene. What's that smell? Dookie. Dookie. And cut. <laughs> Good. Bravo. 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 So, one of the greatest moments in uh, cinematic history since, you know... Are you talking to me? I'm sure are you Vince loved it. Me? Oh, I'm sure Vince, he loves it. He's like, oh, yeah, that's funny stuff. He helped write the film. Okay? <laughs> it's like him and Hulk Hogan. Oh, yeah, I like it when oh, the, the kids are going to love this. Right. <laughs> so, 
Okay, so moving on. I th- sorry, that movie peaks really early. Um, but Brel decides, you know, to and you know, with the help of his underlings, other executive underlings, there's uh, Samantha Joan Severance, and then there's another. Uh, I forgot his name, but he's played by David Paymer, uh, Unger, played by David Paymer, who's in like everything, um, and. But he was in, uh, if you watch City Slickers, he was one of the Ben and Jerry guys. He was one of the ice cream dudes. He got uh, nominated for uh, uh, Best Supporting Oscar for Mr. Saturday Night. Um, he, but he was in, basically he's been in everything. Okay. Um, anyway, so they decide, Brel decides to have this tournament called the, I got it, the Battle of the Tough Guys. There we go. So much imagination. They couldn't call it Destructo Brawl or they couldn't call it Rumble Fish. No, that's already the name of another movie. But you know what I mean. This Battle of the Tough Guys. Should have called it Fight Club. (laughs) Something, right? And so, um, thus begins the Battle of the Tough Guys, right? So, all these tough guys are recruited and uh, there's fighting and brawling, and then in comes like the Kool Aid Man or you know Macho Man Randy Savage with Slim Jims in his hands comes Zeus. Wait, I'm sorry, I have to say this right. Okay, here's my here's my theater moment. Zeus. There we go. And sing. You have to breathe heavy oh. after. he also should have been shaking a little bit from the breathing yeah i wasn't doing enough method i've retired from acting so i I was not i was not uh was not the character so zeus playing by tommy uh tiny lister uh also known was this character uh in friday uh Boom, 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 Debo. Boom, Debo. Right. And uh, so so he becomes WTN's champion and challenges Rip to a uh, to a championship match. Okay? There we go. So uh, ultimately uh, Rip's brother, who's uh, scrawny McScrawny no muscle, uh, confronts Zeus and <laughs> and it says hey, his friend his okay the brother's name is Randy uh, Randy's friend who's the least helpful person in this movie rats him out do you know who his brother is mm-hmm. so that's Rip's brother he's probably the one that decided to go over there anyway yeah. as a friend <laughs> right so uh, Randy's friend uh, rats him out. Randy gets uh, beat up, thrown in the uh, in the hospital. Uh, thus we and then we. There's a montage of like his physical therapy. Yes. Like for him to get well enough to sit in a wheelchair <laughs> and be wheeled to his brother's uh, match. Right. So they needed with Zeus. Exactly. So you have this montage, right? Eighties montage, eighty nine. Okay, still counts. And um, so you have, you see uh, Zeus training, and then you see Hulk Hogan not training. 
Um, it's helping his brother to be able to sit in a wheelchair. Right. He's being a physical therapist. He's being a physical therapist. And crying. It was his Oscar role. Yeah. <laughs> it was. Wait, can we also talk about that one moment where uh, Hulk Hogan or Rip and the leading lady are sharing a hotel room? Oh, gosh. Okay. I have to, I'm going to have to backtrack on this one. Okay. So there's this kind of romantic subplot between Samantha and Rip. Right? The Red Shoe Diaries lady. The Red Shoe Diaries lady. And uh, Hulk Hogan. And Hulk Hogan. So uh, Samantha is recruited to kind of, you know, grease the wheels, if you know what I mean. If you know what I mean. Uh, basically, they do the who's the boss thing. Right. Where Tony and Angela had to share a hotel room. They put, right. like, a little blanket between them on, like, a line. Yeah. And this is your side. This is my side. Right. And so, uh, so Samantha... Uh, you know, goes on her side of the bed uh, in was it like in a nighty or something like that? Because basically, she was she was sent to kind of seduce him and you know, you know, bring him over to the dark side, right? And uh, then Rip's like, "No, I'm a gentleman," and uh, you know, puts the line up, and you know, but during the middle of the night, you know, Samantha looks to her side, and all she sees is like. You all know, she hears is like some grunting, grunting, and the bed shaking, <sighs> and then she see, oh, and like maybe some a little bit of like quivering muscle, like you and know, you hear like the bed going, <laughs> right. So, uh, so it seems like it sounds like Hulkamania is running wild on the other side of the sheet, right? Um, and then she. She, she pushes back the blanket and to see what's going on. Doing calisthenics. Yeah, he's doing like inclined push-ups. So like his feet are on the bed, <laughs> and he's like almost naked. He's in his underwear, and you just get this shot where it's like from his butt, and you see his head, and he turns back, and he's like, "Am I bothering you?" It's like, <laughs> what is happening? So you can uh, cut the romantic uh, tension uh, in this scene with uh, pretty much a diamond tip drill. Um, I don't know what else happens except they go to a diner uh, on their little road trip and there's a a brawl and uh, there's a food fight and, uh, you know, I don't know. Don't forget that part where they go to like out to dinner and like. The assumption is that Hulk Hogan is some, like, uncultured guy. Right. And, like, the chef comes out, and he's like, oh, Hulk Hogan, you're here. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh, excuse me, Monsieur Hogan. (laughs) Oh, Rib, are you going to have the usual... I'm sorry, I apologize to all the French people, but that's how he sounded, okay? Um, And... Hulk Hogan... The snooty maitre d'. Right. He shut him up. Right. Hogan uh, channels his inner right guard uh, spokesperson and, you know, just totally surprises Samantha with his cultured ways. Right. So, um... So it's like one word in French. Okay. One word in French. But... So... Okay. We get to the climax of the film. Let's just do that. Okay, we'll get to... Okay, Okay, so so, they get to the climax of the film. Well, hold on. What? Let's set it up for a second. So Hulk Hogan has got his brother 
to um, be able to sit in a wheelchair as they wheel him and with a neck brace on. Right. And so the friend that helped him, but really didn't, because guess <laughs> what? The friend's walking around and is fine, even though he's the one with the smart mouth. Anyway, he's pushing him, right? Do you remember that part? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Because okay. Samantha, what happens at the same time is Samantha is kidnapped by Brell, the WTN exec. Well, what cemented them being together after that? She went to Brell and said, I'm not going to do any of this. I changed my mind. And so then Brell just gave her like a slap. Right. Backhands her, right? In this day and age, you figure that's a call to the police. And also, you know, that's just like, that's an automatic, like, I don't know, firing for Brell. But no, what does she do? She runs to Rip and Rip makes it all better with a tickle fight. When... He sent the bad guys to get her, and she was in, I guess, that same creepy garage, and he sent some bad dudes to get her, and Hulk Hogan chased him away on his motorcycle. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's a lot that I'm leaving out here because my notes are not, uh, were really hard to get to. So Samantha is kidnapped, Uh, you know, Rip is being pressured to throw the match, Um, you know... Well, he was only having the match, one, to get revenge for his girlfriend, and two, his brother. Right. So he was definitely going to win, but they're trying to get him to lose. Right, exactly. Because Zeus at this point is backed by the studio. Right. So they want him to win because that's their champion. Okay, so what's happening? So at the same time, Rip is fighting Zeus, right? There's this other... He's looking at his brother in the crowd, and his brother's like crying. Right. (laughs) But then the girl gets free from being kidnapped. Oh, And she's like, hey, I'm free. So then he knows he can let her rip. Yeah. And that's the catch, his catchphrase, let her rip. I'm I'm sure Vince liked that one. Oh, yeah, that was good. Because the kids will think about farting. That's so funny. I'm a genius. Um, And, uh, yeah, so uh, Samantha gets loose uh, and then uh, Rip is free to, you know, beat, you know, the stuffing out of out of Zeus. Uh, and, you know, there's explosions and... Well, don't forget that Zeus comes in and takes his brother from the chair and throws him <laughs> down. <laughs> don't forget that. And the friend was no use there either. No. Yeah. Right. So it's high drama, high action uh, in the climax. It's implied also that Hogan killed Zeus. It's implied. <laughs> it's implied. Well, it's like you know who dies murder. for sure? The wacko executive. Yeah, Brell and Brell dies for sure. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh! And no one in the audience they're like cheering. They're cheering. They're cheering. They're like, "Yeah, go rip!" And no one is like, "That was murder." Well, he didn't do it. The dude killed himself. He, like, for some reason, had a big hissy fit and just, like, I don't know. Destroyed a bunch of computers and there's, like, live wires everywhere. And then electrocuted himself. Yeah. Right. And All out of fear himself. from Hulk Hogan. Right. He fried himself. But You know what? You should have just went, dookie. He'd <laughs> still be alive. Yeah. And that's no holds barred, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, probably one of the f- first in one say it wasn't the first film with you know uh, a pro wrestler in it um 
because you know you had they live with Roddy Piper and I think that predates you know this movie I wonder how old that one movie is you know that one where they're in the Wild Simones was in it Oh, I have to look at that one. I know what you're talking about. The one with Dirk Benedict in it. Yeah, yeah, I have to look at that one now. Yeah, so, but I think this is the kind of the first movie where you have where it's backed, actually backed by WWE or WWF at the time, where you actually had you know the company involved, really involved in the film because they actually had a storyline after the you know during the film where Zeus actually comes back, kid you not, and uh, says, oh, you beat me in the film, and I'm unhappy with it. I remember that because I remember watching it on TV. <laughs> and uh, they were supposed to, I think they were supposed to have a WrestleMania match, but Tommy, you know, uh, Tom Lister is, is a lot of things, and I think he's a great character actor, but he's, I don't think he was that great of a wrestler. And I think they use them for two, three matches, including one pay-per-view. And they just kind of cut the cord on that storyline. Um, so they did, you know, but I think this, like I said, this was the first time the company really kind of put some, but it bombed. It was a total bomb of a film. Did not do very well. Think about the other movies that came out in 89. Ghostbusters 2. Uh, Indiana Jones uh, in the Last Crusade, uh, Tim Burton's Batman, No Holds Barred. It's a good lineup. <laughs> what is it you always say? One of these things is not like the yeah. others. One of these things is not like the others. One of these things are kind of the same. What? That's like if the Foo Fighters did Sesame Street. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. Yeah. One of these things is not like the others. Now it's time to play our game. Yeah. Cool. So that was our Better Late Than Never uh, review of uh, No Holds Barred. How many stars do you give it, Vandita? Uh, I don't have stars to give that movie. Sorry. Oh, okay. uh, Intern Mike, how many stars do you give it? Infinite. I was infinitely good for the dookie. <laughs> I did it that's all for all, the Dookie. That's, Come on, the Dookie. I like, that's all he was interested in. He I just like, wanted to watch it. You don't know how many times this dude played that one scene over and over again. It became his life. I even found <laughs> on loop where they played that same scene for an hour on YouTube. Just for this dude right here. <laughs> I like, that's all he lived for. I like the part of the movie when he says Dookie <laughs> and I like the food fight. And I liked when Rip told me to say my prayers and eat the vitamins. Basically, he liked everything that Vince thought that kids would like. And I, and I, liked, and I liked that his name was Rip, and that's what people say when they pass wind. Because I'm not allowed to say the, the fart word. Okay, um, cool. And I give it... Uh, I give it uh, a one quarter of a star. I give it one quarter, like the, wow, that's generous. The little pointy bit. Yes, the, the that's quite generous. Because it's brought it brought intern Mike so much happiness. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. So um, and then uh, so now for our dessert section of uh, of this uh, of this show, I would like to sing a song. Um, <clears throat> Right now, 
right now. Oh, did you do Love that? is everywhere. <laughs> because I'm so sick of that song. Why would you do that? Yeah, it was a good song. <laughs> I that is like the TV song of of shelter in place quarantine. Um, either that or rise. No. No. Rise. No. No. The official song of the Democratic National Convention. I don't. We don't do politics here, but we're talking about TV. We're not supposed to talk about that. <laughs> Could we talk about the rage we felt after watching Terminator Genesis? <laughs> yeah, that's a good dessert. That should be the dessert. Wait, wait a second. I'm going hunting. No, that's the dark fate. I'm going hunting. <laughs> that's just like the only thing for the commercial is all it did. Uh, yeah, Terminator Genesis was horrible. Terminator Dark Fate was surprisingly better, but it did do poorly in the box office, right? Yeah, because people were friggin' tired of bad Terminator films. Yeah. If, if Let's put it this way. If Dark Fate would have come out... Before Genesis. Before Genesis. I think even before Salvation. Mm, yeah, maybe. Um, could have turned... They could have, yeah, they could have yeah. turned it around and just pretend that Terminator 3 didn't exist... Um, you know, when you're in a movie franchise, you start pretending other things didn't happen. It's not good. <laughs> uh, Puppet Masters is a prime example oh of this. Oh my god. And then, even worse, with Genesis, you pretend like everything's true. Yeah, everything's <laughs> true and worse. everything's not true at the yeah, same time. That's even worse. <laughs> so, once you start, when you go, there's nothing you can do after that. It's unsalvageable. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, I don't know. You know, I think we just need to come up with a different, like, cyborg-based... Cyborg-based movie franchise. I think we just need to move on to something else, I think. Um, So, so that's it, I think, for this week in the Sandwich Board. Uh, I do recommend, you know, sometime before next show, watch the Justice League... Uh, Snyder Cut trailer it's out and watch the The Batman Sparkly Batman uh, trailer that one's out too because I want to talk about that next week if we can um, if we can I'm not saying that we will but well we're also going to watch uh, what is that the Doom the Dark Justice League Dark something yeah the last big Justice League animated movie mm-hmm Right. So we've been watching a lot of DC animated universe stuff. So, you know, I'm sure we'll talk about that next week or in a future show. But it's been great. I've had a lot of fun. I hope you had a lot of fun. I'm very sweaty right now. I don't know if you wanted to hear that, but it's hot in this room. It's really hot in these rhinos. I'm just saying that right now. It is hot in these rhinos. Okay. Uh, So. Can I just explain to people really quick? What? Before I go. That your hair is like growing in like Krusty the Clown. <laughs> it is. Well, your your COVID haircut is Krusty the Clown. <laughs> or the guy from Ancient Aliens. It's like well, no, that's like, my hair. Oh, that your hair? Okay. <laughs> there. There. <laughs> so no, yours is Krusty's. So. Oh, okay. There we go. Um, hey. hey. <laughs> So, 
Uh, I'm Krusty the Clown, a.k.a. the Pickle Bandit. That was a bandita. I'm Intern Mike. And I hope you weren't bored listening to the sandwich board. See, I did it this time. I wasn't going to stop you. Okay, bye everybody. Rise Rise up. Rise up. Rise. 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 <laughs> so unnecessary. <laughs> Why is he touching it? Ha, ha, ha.